Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. All right, it is NFL playoff time. We have the college football championship game. So it is very, very exhausting. I've had to put in extra work watching football. Poor me, but that means a little less sleep. Thank God for sleep number. Now the new year is upon us. Which resolutions do you plan to conquer in 2020? I'll tell you right now, one of mine is get as much sleep as I can and improve my sleep routine despite all my hard work watching football. Now, sleep number beds allow you to adjust on each side to your ideal firmness, comfort, and support. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to your sleeping comfortably through the night. With Sleep IQ technology inside the bed, it tracks how you're sleeping and gives you personalized insights for your best sleep. My Sleep IQ number, 85. My wife, 65. Discover proven quality sleep with the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed. Save $1,000 on a Queen Special Edition Smart Bed during our January sale. Only at Sleep Number Store or sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. Sleep Number is the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. It's great for all of you guys who are enjoying the playoffs. Again, go to sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. Napa know-how. Right now, only at Napa, AAA members get a 20% discount. So you can avoid getting stranded on the side of the road by picking up some quality parts like batteries, brake pads, and more. Meaning you can prevent the problem before it ever becomes a problem. Bravo. That's 20% off for AAA members. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, exclusions apply. May not be combined with other offers. Offer ends 33120. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave, this is Dan Patrick. Welcome to the program. This Traeger Meet Friday. It's hour two. We ended hour one with what is the best ending of a song all time. Paulie brought up his favorite from Rush, Spirit of the Radio. I brought up A Day in the Life by the Beatles. Fritzy said, Robert Palmer, simp- Simply Irresistible. I like that. Okay. At right. the very end, it goes, Simply Irresistible. And then it just ends like that abruptly. I think it's awesome. And I went kind of off the Seton path. Shout out to Seton and his podcast. Thanks. I didn't want to go. It didn't have to be rock and roll. It could be any song, right? I didn't ask Paulie to play Rush or sing it, so I would prefer Robert Palmer sing That's it. That's probably better. Yeah. Okay. With a little. It is a legendary rock yep. hit. Yeah. <laughs> when, right. you, when you think of All right, I knew that great was ending. It was that or Sledgehammer, but, or It Takes Two Raw Bass. I went in that way. I had, had a couple other cool ones also. In there. Okay. There is something great, though, about imagining, um, like, Todd on his way home from work, sitting in the car, and, like... I would get so busted if someone pulled up next to me on the songs next to me. Between the Huey Lewis songs. <laughs> to be square. Oh, Billy Joel, Paul and Oates. Yeah, I love that stuff. Yeah, can't get enough of that. But if you're, if I was going to listen to music, let me see. 
if I was with you for two hours and we were going to, you were controlling the radio. I know what I would get with Todd, and I would make sure that we had music because I wouldn't want you talking for two hours. <laughs> but but That's you but you setting up your music would be entertaining. Todd's actually his music selection when you're in the car with him because I've gone back and forth to work a few times. You with like him. some of my stuff? Oh no, it's fascinating. It really is because it's everything like that Robert Palmer song or whatever, and then the next one is. You know, like Notorious B.I.G., yeah. and then the one after that is it's – it's this unbelievable grab bag of music that you're like, wow, this is – it's <laughs> extremely diverse. Except for it's not diverse when it gets to decades because it's usually Correct. stuck in one decade. Uh, yeah, for the most no, part. No, go LL Cool J to like Barry Manilow to Air Supply. That Chicago, is 100 percent correct. And then Tupac is thrown in. It's like, this is amazing. <laughs> and McLevin, I don't know your musical taste other than you bring up Velvet Underground a lot. Oh, yeah. And all the bands that copy them. So basically any indie band from 2000. But what would you listen to if we were in your car today? Uh, like that's accessible, like the National. That's the easiest go-to. Mm. Okay. That's sort of like the de facto band of Brooklyn. If you live in Brooklyn, you're supposed to have every national album. The national. Yes, Paul. Lately, I've been a, on a big run of the Tom Petty channel. Mm. And because uh, it's not just Tom Petty songs, which are great, but it's songs that he liked and influences on him. And it's been a really good run. Learning how to fly, but I ain't got wings. Great song. Yes, yeah, Seaton. I got another great ending. Um, is It's a little long, so you sort of need the buildup to it. Um, but the end of... Paradise City from uh, Guns N' Roses is pretty great. Okay. It goes on for a while. Okay. But the whole band is just going bonkers. This always felt like it was uh, one of those Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremonies where you have like 18 artists up there right. and everybody's playing. Right now there's like balloons and confetti <laughs> everywhere. And you're like, oh my God, this is the best night of my life. We didn't even talk about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. There was no controversy with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? Axel is a pretty great frontman. He's crazy, but he had a window there where he's pretty tremendous. I don't know why I never latched onto this band. I think it's the Led Zeppelin elitist in me. It's great stuff, and if you have Slash in there, yeah. you know, can't go wrong. Still go back to Howard Stern's birthday party, and I'm backstage, and Slash is there with Dave Grohl, and they're talking. So I, I of course, only know how to turn on a radio. Uh, these guys are talking in depth about music, and Grohl, of course, great front man, but obviously a great drummer as well, and here's Slash. So they're talking. So I'm just standing there talking to Dave Grohl, and then Slash comes up, and then I'm, I'm quickly removed from the conversation, even though I'm about two feet away from both of them. And they start talking about music. And I, I'm not in the club. I got nothing to add. And uh, they're, they're showing the picture of me backstage. By the way, I had to buy that sweater en route to the Howard Stern birthday party. <laughs> it's a um, – I don't know how you would describe it. It's a very thick sweater that you would see like on a – Guy who was a out at sea, like a fisherman's yeah, sweater. Yeah, it's a fisherman's sweater, like, like something Jason Bourne would wear before getting shot. Mm. 
And surviving. Yeah. Nah. I remember when I, I went, oh, God, i got to get something to wear. Because I, I wasn't going to go there. And then a friend of mine said, you got to go. And I go, I don't have something to wear. So we stopped at a, I don't know what store it was, Banana Republic or something. I go in and I go, how about that? And that's what I picked out. Not a good pick. But had a good night there and got to meet Dave Grohl and, uh, and Slash. I like it. The descending chord structure. That song was really good. <laughs> but that was the night You're I like, met. Come on, dude. Like, you got to box me out like that? That was the night I met John Fogarty. You know, the, the legendary John Fogarty, Hall of Famer from Creedence Clearwater. And that's when Gary Delabate said, hey, you know, John Fogarty wants to meet you. He's backstage. And I thought, and I had to go through this sort of maze in the building there to get to his dressing room. And I thought, oh, boy, they've set me up here. And I knock on the door. John Fogarty's wife, Julie, answers. And she goes, yes. And I go, oh, I'm Dan Patrick. And then I hear John go, Dan Patrick, get in here. I listen to you every morning. And I'm going, what is happening here? They totally, Howard Stern show totally is going to bust me here and, and make fun of me. And then John sat down. He goes, I listen to you every morning. I go, wait, is this really happening? And it was, and it was pretty cool that you're meeting somebody like that. And then later that summer, I went to see him in concert uh, with my daughter. And, you know, he played all the hits. Because one of the first albums I ever had was Cosmos Factory by Creedence Clearwater Revival. I think up on Cripple Creek. And, and, and then you see him play that, and I'm like, you know, 12 or 13 when I started playing that music, you know, that my brother got. It was just, it was awesome. Uh, let me see. We're going to talk about the matchups coming up this weekend. A couple of phone calls here. The best ending of a song, if you'd like to uh, be involved in this. Uh, Fritzy just sent me the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame snubs. You know, normally we we jump in on this. Um, so Depeche Mode, Doobie Brothers, Whitney Houston, Nine Inch Nails, The Notorious B.I.G., T-Rex. All right. Um, I thought Pat Benatar was getting in. I'm disappointed Pat Benatar didn't get in. Yeah, Seton. Should the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame be called the Music Hall of yes. Fame? Yes. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. But Cleveland will tell you they invented rock and roll or their coverage of rock and roll. Kid Leo discovering Bruce Springsteen. And, you know, you go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. I mean, the Music Hall of Fame. It's a little generic. Yes, it doesn't sound. And by the way, I'm a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame only because I got a T-shirt. Like, you can become a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I went there over Thanksgiving with my family and uh, had a great time. And if you get to Cleveland or you're in the Columbus area and you want to go, make sure you do go. It's well worth it. But you've got to allow about three hours because it's a long, long trip, uh, you know, as far as going around the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, McLevin. Uh, if it's music, though, what about, like, you have to do classical then, like Yo-Yo Ma and stuff? Music is too big, isn't it? I mean, is there something rock and roll about these other forms have a rock? Like, it's kind of like rock and roll. Rock and roll copied the blues anyway. But but Beethoven is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Not everybody plays rock and roll. But, right. But Beethoven was a, a rock star, wasn't he? Yeah, in a way, yeah. yeah. And Yo-Yo Ma, 100% is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. But he, yeah, but he's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and maybe he should be. But that's because it's called the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Right, but you're saying that uh, people are saying that genres that aren't rock and roll are in there, so why not Yo-Yo Ma? Right, so, right, exactly. That's exactly the point. Although, I think people should just understand that it's the Music Hall of Fame while it's called the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, 
and just understand that not everybody is going to be a rock musician who gets in there. Wouldn't you like to see a Beethoven exhibit? Oh, yeah. Like how, you know, have one of the pianos there or one of the outfits that he would wear. That's the thing that stands out more than anything to me. When I see what they wore and how small those artists were, you'll see David Bowie and you'll go, oh, my God. How did he get into that? And then you'll think, oh, this legendary like that Elvis. And then you go, oh, that he wore that? And, of course, I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because I was told to stay in my lane when it came to uh, Green Day. And I went there to study up on Green Day. We haven't even played a great Green Day ending of a song yet. Not yet. That's probably a huge problem. That's a big problem right now. Yes, Paul. It's interesting, though, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is, is the all-music Hall of Fame except for country music. I don't think that country music artists are ever inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Rap artists are, are and other artists, but country music, again, has their own Hall of Fame that's huge down in Nashville. But I, I don't think George Strait's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and he's as big as anybody. Yeah, but I don't know if that matters to them. No, but it, it's I mean, that country, they, their country, and that's, you know, they want to be recognized in the Country Music Hall of Fame. It's almost like it, it doesn't cross over, Although, and they're fine with it. Jerry Lee Lewis, who felt country, uh, is Hank Williams in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? So there might be some artists in there who crossed over, but Jerry Lee Lewis. Hank Williams is early influencer. Okay. But, yeah, like Jerry Lee Lewis and, like, Johnny Cash feels like country, then gospel, then country, then mainstream. He's him. I think he's in, he's, the in the, he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I think. Johnny Cash? Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. Yes, he Is this sort of like being in the uh, like Pro Football Hall of Fame and then the Dallas Cowboys Ring of Honor? Like, not everybody in the Ring of Honor is making it to the Hall of Fame, but some of those people are in both. Would you, would you put – okay, here's one. No. This is a toughie. Would you put Garth Brooks in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? He's as big of a crossover artist as country yeah. has ever had. Yeah. He's one of the biggest selling artists, not country artists, artists yeah. ever. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not territorial when it comes to that. I don't if you're putting in Whitney Houston, then what's the difference of Garth Brooks or Whitney Houston? So why isn't Garth Brooks in? I don't know. The Christopher Gaines era, really. <laughs> it didn't hurt him that much. When he set him back. When, when, he, when he played minor league baseball, I don't know. It hurt him enough that he disappeared for 25 years. <laughs> Joe in Alabama. Hey, Joe, what do you have for me today? Hey, Dan, how you doing? Good, good, Joe. Good, sorry about that. Um, hey, this is purely for the comedy. I think uh, Seton and Polly would love this one. The Romantics. It's the video. What I like about you, at the end, he does the whole kind of Wedding Crashers motorboat thing with his uh, lips, and then his <laughs> eye, his eye, like, torques up. Like, it's taken every ounce of his brain energy to do his lips. It's the drummer. But okay. the last five seconds of the video is hilarious. All right. We'll, we'll see if he can locate that. By the way, Stairway to Heaven might be the greatest rock and roll song of all time. It, it starts out as a slow song, so you're slow dancing. And then it get, kicks into some serious rock and roll, and you're buying the stairway to heaven. That's a, a pretty good ending there as well. I just, I'm, I'm still curious when you're an artist and you write a song, and then you get to the end where you're done with your lyrics, and then you go, okay, how do we end this? I don't know, fade it out. Who decided that how about we end it like you actually have an ending? Like, boom, that's the ending, not... Slowly <laughs> trickle it out. Uh, Steve in California. Hi, Steve. What do you have for me today? 
ADP, uh, first, 5-8, hard, 185. Thank you. Uh, two things. One, greatest rock and roll song ending is Bob O'Reilly by The Who. How can you beat whatever he's playing, violin, just cutting off and everything? Secondly, uh, if we get Chiefs-Packers in the Super Bowl, yeah. who does State Farm take? Ooh. You know, but that his agent has to be a feature that week. Thank you, Steve. I'm going to guess that the the fake agent for both Aaron Rodgers and uh, Mahomes that Fox would do a feature on him. State Farm has to be prepared for this, right? They they have to have commercials in place, stuff in place that this comes. Well, through. if you don't now, then you're in trouble because it might be hard to do something where the agent has to pick between Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers or. They make him pick between. Although I still go back and say, who would want this clown to be my agent in the State Farm commercial? But that's just me. Because Aaron is never happy when he sees his agent, right? <laughs> never. Yes. He caused a fire in his bathroom one time. Yeah, I know. Scott. Oh, yeah. Although Seton has a problem with the who. Well, this is actually one of the only who songs that I like. <laughs> I, I love Bob O'Reilly. It's a great song. I like how people think it's still called Teenage Wasteland. Yeah. I love that Teenage Wasteland. It's a great song. I like Squeeze Box, too. Mama's got a squeeze back. Daddy never sleeps at night. Yeah. And that's an accordion, by the way, the squeeze box. Right. Here we go. Well. So that's what she said. That's good stuff. What instrument are they playing there? Is that a violin? Could be. Sure sounds yeah, like when it. you think of the who, bass player, drummer, guitar player. I don't know if whoever is playing that instrument. Is Pete Townsend playing that? Can't imagine. But By the way, I read an article, and it was really sad. Townsend and, and Daltrey, they don't even talk. Like They have no relationship. Wait. They're thought, still on the road. Wait, I thought that... Roger Daltrey was a big savior in Pete I just read Pete Townsend's book, and it's dedicated to Roger Daltrey. I read an article on Rolling Stone where they interviewed him separately, and they're on tour together. Yeah, see. You know whose book sounds really interesting? Flea just wrote. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, man, it sounds so good. Um, but him and Anthony Kiedis have sort of that, it's not really love-hate relationship, yeah. but it's that relationship where you just know you're tied to each other for the rest of your lives no matter what you do. Um, it's, it's a professional it's, relationship. It, it sounds... Uh, but he's just like, he's like, we're soulmates. There's no doubt about it. We're going to be like, it's in the stars kind of thing. But it's really complicated, too. And well, Stone, uh, the Stones with Jagger and Richards. Yeah. Uh, pretty much. Yes, McClure. What about with Paul and John? Did they get along or did they, they had that fr friction at the end, right? I, I think that they had friction quite a bit. Um, you know, I think posthumously, you know, John looks back and, you know, trying to, Put piece together what that relationship was all about. He said John Lennon complimented him once on a song. Of all the songs they wrote, and he complimented him on one song. And and Paul thinks that it, you know, it was really a springboard for John to then write a song that topped what Paul did. I mean, I can't imagine how competitive. And then you had poor George. George wrote all these great songs. He couldn't even get on albums with the Beatles. Yeah, Paul. I heard uh, McCartney on Stern a couple years ago, and he said that during the early 70s when the Beatles broke up, there was a lot of tourist issues and family issues and girlfriend and wife issues. 
But he also said that in the late uh, 70s, right before John Lennon died, they were much more – it was all gone. And that they used to socialize and go to each other's apartments, not go out to dinner because he said it would make a ruckus. But he actually told a story. He went over to John Lennon's apartment less than a year before he died. They're just hanging out and eating and drinking. And they were watching Saturday Night Live, and they said, we should just drive down there and jump on. Because they had a joke where they were going to pay like a million dollars for the Beatles reunion. And then Paul and John were watching it, and he lived at the Dakota, so taking 15 minutes to get to uh, NBC. Yeah, McLeod. More importantly, did Hall and Oates get along, or do they get along? I would hope so. I heard that they don't do interviews together, and they haven't for some time. I remember reaching out uh, out of curiosity when we were going to be in New York, and they were performing in the Tri-City area, and you can get one or the other, but they won't do interviews together, which was very sad to hear. Yeah, I think that they're separate as well. I think that's a professional relationship. Yeah, Steve. But I I think even though if you just go back to Lennon uh, McCartney, the fact that Paul McCartney could show up one day at John Lennon's house and be like, hey, dude, I wrote this song. It's called Hey, Jude, and it's about your son and your divorce. I know. Because <laughs> I, <laughs> I would have been like, dude, what the hell's wrong with you? Like, get at it. But instead, he, like, they worked together on it, I think. And that, uh, and then that John Lennon was like, you know, like, these are great lyrics and you can't change them or whatever, that he was involved in. The songwriting credit, I think, is Lennon McCartney, but um, and that's that bothered, wild. And that bothered Paul. I heard him say, why isn't it McCartney and uh, Lennon? Every song is Lennon and McCartney. But just that they had, even no matter what kind of tension they had in their relationship, that he could show up with a song about that. I mean, like, hey, what do you think of this? And it goes on to be, I mean, one of the greatest songs of all time. Uh, man, that's wild. All right, more phone calls coming up. We'll uh, update the poll results, and I'm going to look at some stats here that have to do with uh, the Titans. We'll hear from Aaron Rodgers coming up and Jimmy Garoppolo. All of that coming up. It's uh, 21 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Okay, this is just a 30-second commercial, and I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you, but please, please stay with me. In just 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. The company that has been offering you great rates and great service for 75 years, it's GEICO. I've been using them for a long time myself. And anytime you need help, you can speak to one of their trained specialists 24-7. No recordings. The company, GEICO. Go to GEICO.com today. Sorry for all the numbers, but... I've been a fan and a customer of Geico for a long time. And in five, four, three, two, one, I'm out. Napa know-how. Right now, only at Napa, AAA members get a 20% discount. So you can avoid getting stranded on the side of the road by picking up some quality parts like batteries, brake pads, and more. Meaning you can prevent the problem before it ever becomes a problem. Bravo. That's 20% off for AAA members. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, exclusions apply. May not be combined with other offers. Offer ends 331 Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Go to rockauto.com, all the parts your car or truck will ever need. Rockauto.com, a family business founded by Automotive Engineers 1999. Two goals in mind, giving you direct access to all the parts information hidden in the computers and catalogs behind the parts store counter. And second, to make the parts affordable, they offer reliably low prices. I just used Rock Auto. I lost the brake light on one of my cars. 
one of my older cars and uh, went to rockauto.com, was able to find that brake light, and they're sending it to me. Parts are delivered right to your home or office. Don't waste time and money hunting for those parts, phoning, driving, waiting in lines. Go to rockauto.com and tell them we sent you. You can write Dan Patrick in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you all the parts your car or truck wherever you need. Rockauto.com. Um, running the ball has uh, made a bit of a resurgence in the NFL as of late. The two best teams in the regular season, Baltimore and San Francisco, were the two top running teams. Tennessee ranked third. Is old school football back? On Sunday, the Titans' ground game ran smack dab into, well, it will run smack dab into the new school, the Kansas City Chiefs. And it should be interesting, the clash of styles. We love a boxing match where, you know, styles make uh, uh, great boxing matches. Tennessee wants to slow the game down. They want to limit the number of times that Patrick Mahomes gets on the field. So Kansas City is going to be hard-pressed where they have to score each time. That's the goal of Tennessee. You know, make this a 17-14 game going into the fourth quarter. Something like that. Uh, Interesting to see how the style of play evolves in the NFL because everyone was passing the ball. Defenses adjusted, went with smaller, faster guys. That provided an opportunity for teams that wanted to pound the ball. And you bring in Derrick Henry, and there are guys out there who do not want to tackle him. So we'll see what happens Sunday in Kansas City. Power football versus a high-flying passing attack. Uh, may the best style of play win. And then you start to look at what Derrick Henry has done. So he led the NFL in rushing 1,540 yards. And, you know, as you're trying to do this to get your team to the Super Bowl, Sean Alexander led the NFL in rushing back in uh, 2005. He helped Seattle to get to the Super Bowl that year where they lost. Only two other players have accomplished that feat. Terrell Davis led the league in rushing in 1998. Broncos got to the Super Bowl that year. Emmett Smith did it three times with the Cowboys, 92, 93, and 95. Those are the players that led the league in rushing and then went on to play in the Super Bowl at the end of that season. Derrick Henry, this comes down to Kansas City will do its best. Now, everybody else was trying to do this. Stop Derrick Henry, contain Derrick Henry, and make Ryan Tannehill beat you. That's what the goal is. Baltimore wasn't able to do that. Patriots weren't able to do that. Kansas City will attempt to do that. McLevin, can you find out how many times has Patrick Mahomes started a game, played in a game, and his team didn't score at least 21 points? Because this feels like if I'm a Titans fan or I play for the Titans or I'm Mike Vrabel, I'm going to have to get at least 24 points to win this game. And I might have to get 28 or 30 if I'm going to win this game. But I'm going to bet... You can count on one hand the number of times Patrick Mahomes was held under 24 points in his career. I have a few here. Um, How many do you have? Okay, I got one. Let's see. When I say a few, now one this year. Uh, they lost 19 to 13. Okay, so the only time this year he was he was held under uh, 20 points by Indianapolis, right? Yes. Okay. All right, so you're going to have to put up at least 24 points on this Kansas City offense this year. If you're going to win, I don't. I just don't think you can get – I don't know if you can keep them under wraps for that amount of time. Now, sometimes what happens is you have a team that has this offensive explosion, and then the next game they're not as potent. Uh, 
And Tennessee, to me, has a, a better all-around defense than Houston does. Although, that's not saying a lot, but I thought the uh, Titans' defense has been kind of the uh, underrated stars so far in the postseason. What they did with uh, the Ravens, what they did with the Patriots, uh, those that, that's impressive there. Yeah, McLovin. What did you see in the Ra- I'm sorry, in the Titans against the Ravens that you don't see against the Chiefs? Because all the same reasons you thought the Titans had a really good shot against the Ravens seem to be relevant here. Yeah, but you're not stopping a running game, and they had a great defense to stop a running game. Okay. And Mark Ingram wasn't 100%, so you really were saying, and, and really the scouting report on Lamar Jackson all year long was, not that anybody was able to do it consistently, is make him throw outside. Out, out to the numbers there. That's what you wanted him to do if you could get him in that situation. Uh, you know, if you're going to force him into the middle of the field and make him, when he throws, he has to throw out to the numbers. And, uh, you know, the Titans were able to do that. Yeah, Paul. Nobody talks about the Chiefs' defense because they get overshadowed by the offense. They don't have any stars. Last year, the Chiefs' defense, 2018, was the 24th-ranked defense in scoring. This year, they're seventh. Seventh in the league in scoring yeah. defense. That's a truckload better. And it started about uh, five or six weeks ago, maybe the last five weeks of the regular season. And, look, I picked the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. So I'm looking and going, and even when the playoffs started, I told you the one team that was the most dangerous team to start the playoffs was Kansas City because everybody was loading up on Baltimore, that bandwagon. People were talking about San Francisco. And Kansas City was quietly getting better on defense. And offensively, they were getting more confident, it felt like. And that's scary when you see that confidence there. But the defense started to play better, and I thought they were, even though a lot of people had Kansas City going to the Super Bowl, so it's no big shock that uh, I picked them to win the Super Bowl. It was people forgot about them. And then all of a sudden they got on a roll, and Kansas City's right now the favorite to uh, go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. Here's another thing that you have rematches. The NFC Championship game will be the sixth conference title game in the Super Bowl era in which one of the teams beat the other team by 28 or more points during the regular season. The team with the regular season blowout win has gone on to go 4-1 and one in those rematches. And this goes back, uh, you know, you got the Niners and Packers, and the Niners won by 29. Uh, 2008 Eagles-Cardinals, uh, Eagles won the regular season game by 28, then lost by 7 to the Cardinals. And then you had some other games with, that were in the 70s, uh, 1970s and 1960s, uh, one in 1981. Uh, the Niners and Cowboys, that was the catch. During the regular season, the Niners beat the Cowboys by 31 in the regular season. And they won by one, and that was Dwight Clark's catch. So just some numbers there. Chris Sims from Pro Football Talk will join us coming up in the final hour of the show. Get his thoughts on You know, Green Bay at seven and a half still feels like a pretty – like I'd like having Aaron Rodgers with seven and a half, even though you're playing a great, great defense there. Just feels like they're they're just begging you to take the seven and a half. Which means – They're going to lose. Well, whatever – I know betting guys who bet against their strong feelings. Yeah. They say, oh, man, that looks – go against your own feelings. Yeah. And then Tennessee is a seven-point underdog as well. Yeah. And stayed at a seven. Uh, yes. That was, I, that's surprising. I agree 100% when you said that on Monday that it should have felt like eight or nine in that game and four or five. I, know, I, know. I still don't get it. 
I thought Green Bay would be five, five and a half, and I thought Tennessee would be seven and a half or eight point underdogs. By the way, uh, I'm glad you like the 2020 DP show calendars. We've sent out almost 2,500. There's a couple left, and we actually uh, offer uh, 30% off on those calendars. Go to danpatrick.com or the Dan Patrick Show app. And Yellow Weasel is in the building. Fritzy has got it. Fritzy is supporting a Yellow Weasel T-shirt. That, of course, is our shout-out to Aaron Rodgers with his uh, audible that he has at the line of scrimmage where he gives you uh, – Green 19, and then gives you Yellow Weasel. And it's got the DP logo on the back. Yeah, looks good. Got Packer colors there. That's available on the website, the Aaron Rodgers Yellow Weasel T-shirt, and some other T-shirts that are on there as well. McLovin, did uh, you stay with the poll question? I actually put up a poll question, should Carlos Beltran ever be able to manage again, and 74% said no. I was surprised. Okay. What about uh, Cora? And uh, AJ Hinch. I would think the same thing applies if we had mm-hmm. if you made it three percent. I mean, is there is there a difference? Is this going to be an unspoken lifetime ban for these managers? Like, I wonder about that. Well, could they be like third base coaches though? The like a lower level team employee? Yes. Yeah, but Tom Verducci sort of alluded to the idea that Major League Baseball thought that this was just rampant. Everybody was doing it. Yeah. So there's only. Three guys that got caught, but they sent the memo out to everybody just in case everybody was using Apple Watches or whatever kind of technology they could figure out. You can't really lifetime ban three guys, unwritten rule, lifetime ban. I but hope then not. Everybody else that got away with it. Yeah, but this could be just, you know, you're going to have uh, collusion where these teams. I mean, for Carlos Beltran, and Verducci brought up a great point. Carlos Beltran is going to be asked. Can you tell me how you guys cheated? Even though he's the Mets manager, if I'm a reporter, I go to spring training, I'm going to go, Carlos, before we talk about the Mets, uh, I want to ask you about how you guys cheated with the Astros. Because it's no longer an ongoing investigation. Because the Red Sox were like, oh, this is an ongoing investigation. We can't talk about this. Yes, Major League Baseball should hire these dudes to figure out how other teams are cheating. Like, they just work for the league office now, and they're like, oh, wait a minute, these they're cheating, they're stealing these signs. Like Vegas, they hire the cheats for the, to work for the casino. Like, and catch me if you can, when the guy's like this great forager, yeah. and then the FBI, instead of sending them to jail, hires them to catch other foragers. Sort of like that. Wasn't there a poker player who had a buzzer in his shoe? Yeah, and then he, he got he, caught, then he put it in his hat. Okay, he, so he puts it in his hat, and then people are noticing when he's playing poker, his, his hat is buzzing. Yeah, so he had his boys watching the TV feed <laughs> on ESPN. <laughs> And they were spotting and, and telling him things like what, which wasn't that hard to do because the TV feed's only like 40 seconds, 50 seconds behind. Yeah. Uh, hey, Tom's hat's buzzing. I got my phone up there. I put my phone up. Yes, Tom. Does that mean the guy to your right is bluffing or the guy <laughs> on your left's got four aces? Or what is it? you got to do a couple of buzzes. Well, it could one. be go all in or fold. If, you know, maybe I don't know what the buzz would buzzer would would mean, but I'm going to guess that he had a pretty good idea of what was going on. Uh, I had a friend who just uh, sent me a note. Uh, Fritzy on supporting the cheating Astros. Maybe he should be outfitted with a buzzer, and the only way he can speak on the air is when you buzz him. Wow! Just a thought. On Friday, my friend. That. Yeah, my friend Teddy, who who you know, and he's a Dodger fan. I think it should be like a taser. Like, so when I buzz you, it actually hurts. You get some kind of electrocution yeah. involved. Yeah. Yeah, Paul. Do you think that long-term fallout from this, the biggest, not victim, that's not the right word, but the baggage, it could be Jose Altuve. 
because Altuve is, has changed from one of the most popular root four type players in the league. Everyone loves him. Everyone knows him because of his diminutive stature and his great play, and he's the face of that team. Now he's branded a cheater and almost like a double because a lot of people saw that story yesterday and won't read the exoneration if he's exonerated. But he's going to be one of the faces of this because he still goes up to bat every day. Carlos Beltran, you'll forget about him. A.J. Hinch, nobody cares about managers in any way. Nobody cares about Cora. Well, Altuve is the one who could go to the Hall of Fame, and that's where voters would go. Now, he got exonerated maybe with the buzzer, but not, not, not the other part. Not the other part. People are saying he may be the biggest beneficiary. Look at his stats. He's an MVP, top five twice, six-time All-Star. He's on pace to go to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Todd. And players may not be suspended or kicked off teams. We're talking about what kind of punishment they should be for the player. Even Pete Rose said, how do these guys, you know, go unscathed? But just imagine some of the creative signage and sound effects and things that are going to be happening to probably some of these guys uh, mm. this coming season when they go to visiting ballparks. I'd be shocked if they don't hear it badly from uh, from the fans. Yes, yeah, Would you rather baseball players all be on steroids and that's okay or stealing signs is okay? You can use technology and stuff like that and we'll just, all right, don't worry about it. Or you would let them all just take whatever performance-enhancing drugs they want. I'll let you use modern technology to cheat. Because the thing with steroids is, and this is what baseball's talked about, is when youngsters, when kids in high school are using steroids and nobody is policing them. Like they don't have, you know, a professional athlete can pay somebody to help them understand how to take steroids and have it go undetected. You know, baseball's worried. If all of a sudden you say, hey, baseball, you want to get to the big leagues, take steroids. And then if you're in the high if you know, kids in high school taking it and nobody is watching them, monitoring them, that's the scary part with that. Yeah, Paul. I'll tell you, that, I've never played baseball and never hit. I'll defer to you guys. But if I were a, a major league hitter and I could have 20 more pounds of muscle and not get caught adding that or know every pitch that's coming my way, I think I'd want to know the pitches. That I think that would change your entire career, batting average power, everything. What an advantage. All right, we'll take a break here. We'll come back. We'll hear from Jimmy Garoppolo and Aaron Rodgers, and we will get to your phone calls. We stumbled onto this topic, the best ending of a song that you've ever heard, and we've had a, a variety of those songs. We'll have that for you coming up. And our Golden Road moment of the week is one of our favorites, one of our favorites of all time. Boy, it just made us laugh and laugh and laugh. Back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. It's a new year, the perfect opportunity to take your business to the next level by hiring the right people. You can have a great plan, but you need the people. Finding qualified candidates can be challenging. ZipRecruiter.com slash Dan Patrick makes it easy. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's best job boards. It gets it to everybody. But don't just stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply for your job. It whittles it down. Great applications will come in. ZipRecruiter will analyze them and get you the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employees who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through their site in the first day. And right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Dan Patrick. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Dan Patrick. Check it out. ZipRecruiter.com slash Dan Patrick. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. 
And now, back to the show. Napa know-how. Right now, only at Napa, AAA members get a 20% discount. So you can avoid getting stranded on the side of the road by picking up some quality parts, like batteries, brake pads, and more. Meaning you can prevent the problem before it ever becomes a problem. Bravo. That's 20% off for AAA members. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, exclusions apply. May not be combined with other offers. Offer ends 331.20. 5-Hour Energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Here is your Golden Road Moment of the Week. Bing in Oregon joins us on the program. Hi, Bing. Hey, hi, guys. I got a worst and a best. Okay. Uh, yesterday, my neighbor got taken to assisted living. Uh, my best is his family came over and brought me their Traeger. <laughs> it went on a little bit further from that because we were... <laughs> We got uh, really morbid after that, where we're wondering what he's going to do with that Traeger. What kind of pellets are you using? Yes, yeah, it was really exciting. <laughs> <laughs> they brought over the Timberline, and we had a big party. <laughs> so happy my friend went into assisted living. I got his Traeger. I send him food there. <laughs> <laughs> That was my Napoleon Dynamite impersonation. <laughs> I'll do whatever I want. Gosh. That's our Golden Road moment of the week. Gosh. Yes, Paul. Do you have a quarterback question? I have a quarterback question for the room. Okay. You ready for this one? Yes, I am. Soak on it for a second. Let's, uh, of the final Soak four teams, it. Titans, Chiefs, Packers, 49ers. Let's say one of those teams goes on to win the Super Bowl and their quarterback plays well and leads their team to a Super Bowl victory. Of the final four quarterbacks, what would a Super Bowl victory do for their career, perception, long-term, short-term? Starting with Jimmy Garoppolo. What would it do if Jimmy Garoppolo became a Super Bowl champion, MVP, whatever you want to call it? It would put him in the category with Russell Wilson when Russell won his first one. That he won't get as much credit because the team around him is better and made him better, and they, they loaded up on their defense, unless you have a great game. But... You know, Russ played really well in the Super Bowl, both of his Super Bowl appearances. But it does, does it change Garoppolo from an unknown, very good quarterback with a lot of expectations to a confirmed great quarterback? He might be a uh, Kirk Cousins in waiting, that we're waiting for him to do something big. But I think Garoppolo has been found. Uh, the fact that he was with the Patriots and now with, uh, you know, obviously with what he's done in San Francisco. Yes, McLovin. I agree. He's going to have a long way to go. To, to get out of that Russ, early Russell Wilson, early Tom Brady, uh, whatever you call it. Everybody if else he crap. wins. If he wins. Even if he wins, he's still going to be Russ, exactly Russell Wilson right after he won it. Yes. They'll thank the defense. If Ryan Tannehill leads lead the Titans to a Super Bowl victory. He has more to gain than any of them. Wow. He has more to gain. If you win a Super Bowl, like there's no guarantee he's back with Tennessee next year. But he could end up being Nick Foles. But 
that he still yeah. will have a second career for maybe he didn't have a first career, but he would have a second career there. Rogers, it will elevate him into maybe the discussion of second greatest quarterback of all time, where it won't be. Well, he's he's the greatest. He's the most talented quarterback of all time. Like we always clarified. Now you're going to say he's got two Super Bowls, provided he plays well, he can move into that second spot. So I would say it's Tannehill. Then it's Rodgers. Mahomes, we expect to win at least one. Does he? Does Mahomes, does Mahomes become even more so the face of the entire NFL? He, he already is. All if he I, gets to the Super Bowl, even yeah. if he doesn't win, he's he's still the face of the NFL. Can Rodgers be called the greatest Packer quarterback of all time if he wins Super Bowl MVP, including Favre and Star? Well, what they asked Star to do is completely different than what they asked Favre to do and what they asked Rodgers to do. Um, I mean, Bart Starr, I think they won a Super Bowl, and he, he completed n- nine passes or something. Uh, or one year they went to the Super Bowl, and he had like nine touchdown passes and 18 interceptions or something crazy like that. Um, he was he was good when you needed him to be good. Yes, Richard. What I want to know is off that topic is if Lamar Jackson and the Ravens would have gone all the way as far as the face of the league, is that enough to make Lamar Jackson the face of the league? Or is it just a great story with his rushing and he's won his first Super Bowl? I think it's still Mahomes because we're not sure about Lamar Jackson. His greatest story, and he was the M- he'll be the MVP. You still watch Mahomes and you feel like, you know, what he does, he'll be able to can you continue to do that for a long, long, long time. We don't know about that with Lamar Jackson. Here is uh, Jimmy Garoppolo talking about when he got hurt and why it was an actually uh, it was actually a good thing for the Niners. Things have a way of working out, and so uh, <laughs> I always told myself it was a blessing in disguise. You know, the ACL and everything, and uh, yeah, we got both out of this. So, I mean, that's a pretty good trade-off, I guess. But uh, <laughs> it's um, yeah, things have a way of working out, I guess. Just um, this ride is crazy. You just gotta roll with the punches. Hey, what's wrong with the media there? Where's the fake laughter? <laughs> no, play it again, and we'll provide the laughter because I, I think I think Garoppolo was laughing at himself, and you got Bosa, and play it again. Things have a way of working out, and so uh, <laughs> I always told myself it was a blessing in disguise, you know, the ACL and everything, and uh, yeah, we got Bosa out of it. So I mean, that's a, <laughs> pretty good off, I guess. But uh, <laughs> it's, um, yeah, things have a way of working out. You gotta have some fake laughter there for Jimmy G. That was kind of a nice deadpan delivery there. Todd, you being the I've been comedian. there, my friend. It's not a good time. We're here hoping someone's going to chuckle. You gave a whole new meaning to deadpan because uh, <laughs> it was dead silent. It was. Yeah. You could have been reading a book or studying for a midterm in that room or whatever yeah. you were doing. The problem with Garoppolo, nobody laughs at guys who are that good looking. You already got too much going on for you. You can't be comedic as well. Do you think Brad Pitt had to get older, therefore not as good-looking, and therefore he can be nominated for an Academy Award exactly. for his sense of humor? His okay. looks have really fallen yeah, off. Yeah, they have. For He's sure. really let himself go. We'll hear from Aaron Rodgers coming up next hour, and Chris Sims on loan from Pro Football Talk will join us. Has he got any bombshells to drop on us? Two hours in the books, one more to go on this Traeger Meet Friday right after this. What's happening, everybody? This is the official Lakers podcast. I'm your host, Mike Trudell. Super pumped to be here, flanked by Aaron Lars Tool. You ready to go? I'm ready to go. Let's get it. I think the Lakers will be a top 10 defense. Okay, now. you're calling your shot again. 
team that has two stars or two superstars in this case, as LeBron and AD, can sometimes cancel each other out. But I think they're both good candidates for MVP. I really like the way that this team just feels to be around. Mm-hmm. The, the uh, it's a it's a very clear message. It's two stars and LeBron and AD, and it's everybody else that's on board. The relationship that is developing between those two, off the court and on the court, their cohesiveness on the court. I think in this case, this is a special case that the two of them will enhance each other as opposed to taking away from each other. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Napa know-how. Right now, only at Napa, AAA members get a 20% discount. So you can avoid getting stranded on the side of the road by picking up some quality parts like batteries, brake pads, and more. Meaning you can prevent the problem before it ever becomes a problem. Bravo. That's 20% off for AAA members. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, exclusions apply. May not be combined with other offers. Offer ends 33120. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.